So, um, it's great to be with you. Um, We're going to be looking at um, one of my actually favorite stories about Jesus in the Bible. There's this funny thing happening up the back that whenever I talk, someone else is talking, which is strange. That shouldn't be happening. So one of my favorite stories, it's in a book. What, What book are we studying? It's on the screens. John. We're studying a book in the Bible called John, and we're looking at today um, chapter 4 of John. So if you've got a Bible, please open it to chapter 4. Lights, people, can we have the downward lights on? That might help you see better. There we go. So John 4, please have it open. One of my favorite stories. I am really confused why I can hear so much noise. There shouldn't be really any noise. So what we're going to be looking at today, we're going to be looking at what it means to follow Jesus. What does it mean to follow Jesus? And how we're going to be doing that is we're going to be tracking with Jesus and his disciples in this story. Now, Jesus' disciples, they're a group of young men, probably a lot of them were not much older than I am, a group of young men who followed Jesus everywhere. So I would say I'm a follower of Jesus, and I think a lot of you would say that as well, but it was different for these disciples, right? They literally followed Jesus everywhere. So we can really learn what it's like to follow Jesus from the guys who literally followed him everywhere. When Jesus got up, the guys got up, these disciples. When Jesus went to bed, the disciples were like, time to go to bed. When Jesus eats, the disciples eat. That's what they do. They follow Jesus. It's their job, day in, day out. So there's 12 young men. They followed Jesus everywhere. So in this story today, we're going to be tracking with, the, with Jesus and these young men who are following Jesus everywhere called disciples. And today they're going to be going somewhere where they don't usually go and they meet up with someone they wouldn't usually meet. So Bible's open to John 4, looking at verses 1 and 2. It says, Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So the Pharisees, if you remember, the Pharisees are these super religious guys. They always do the right thing. They try and do everything right. These religious guys. And they see Jesus and see John the Baptist. And what they've done They've actually started to compare Jesus and John the Baptist. They're like, who baptized more? Who baptized more? Was it John? Was it Jesus? Who's better? They're posting the scores on Instagram, on Facebook. Who's better? They're comparing them. And Jesus is like, this is not the point. Why are you comparing us? There's no comparison. It's about Jesus. So we see that um, Jesus says that's silly. So Jesus decides in the next verse in your Bibles, he's got to get out of here. We've got to leave. So it says, he left Judea and he departed for Galilee. You know, he was sick of it. Left Judea and departed for Galilee. Now, this next verse is actually what we're going to be focusing on. It's a tiny little verse, but it's super important. So if you've got your Bibles, look at verse 4 for me. It says, verse 4, now he had to go through Samaria. Now he had to go through Samaria. 
Now, if you're an ancient Jew at the time, so this is what Jesus was, he was a Jew, all the disciples, they were a Jew, you would have hated to hear those words. They would have hated those words. Now he had to go through Samaria. And we're going to learn why soon. So they're heading to Galilee and have to pass through a place called Samaria. And this is where the Samaritans live, a group of people called the Samaritans. So they're walking through here on this um, road, dusty road. It's in the desert, really. And Jesus and his followers, his disciples, as young men, they come across a woman at the well, at a well. You know what a well is? Put your bucket down, bring it up. There's no taps, right? No electricity. That's, they come across this woman at the well. And much to the disciples' shock and horror, Jesus starts talking to this woman. You got your Bibles open? Look at verse 8 and 9. Uh, it says that, the disciples, Jesus sends the disciples into the town to buy food. Now we're going to learn that what Jesus does, he was actually pretty crazy and scary, but he sent them into the town to buy food. Um, and Jesus sits at the well and continues to talk to this woman. Now in verse 9, uh, Jesus asks this woman for a drink. And she says back to Jesus, she says, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? We'll get to that in a second. Now, this is a massive chapter. I don't have much time. So I want in your Bibles to jump to verse 27. So in here, look at verse 27. The disciples, these followers, who they're walking through Samaria, right? They've gone to get food, and then they've just returned. They've just come back to Jesus buying food. And it says in this verse that they were surprised that Jesus was talking to a Samaritan woman. Not just any woman, Samaritan woman. And we're actually going to learn later, not just a woman, not just a Samaritan woman, but we learn that it's a woman who sleeps around, she's got lots of husbands, and the one she's living with, she's not even married to. They come back shocked to see Jesus talking to her. For, this, for the disciples, this day, this trip to Samaria has been really confronting, it's crazy, it's scary, it's uncomfortable. Um, last year, I decided to get to a, get a gym membership. Put your hand up if you've had, ever had a gym membership or ever been to the gym. Yeah, now Sam Foster is a gym junkie kind of, me not so much, right? So I got this gym membership because I'm like, I really need to get fit, this is getting ridiculous. Um, but what I would find is that I am a professional procrastinator. I would find any reason not to go to the gym. Like, I'd get home from uni, right? Walk in my room, like, oh, I should go to the gym. Look around, ah, oh, no clean undies. Can't go to the gym today. And I'd probably get back in bed. Next day, I'd come home. I should probably go to the gym today. Oh, it's raining. I don't want to get wet walking from my car to the gym. Next day, I really need to go to the gym. This is like a waste of my money. It's not cheap. Get home. Oh, mum's made dinner. Can't go to the gym today. Now, the gym was open 24-7, of course. But I always made excuse. I'd avoid going to the gym. I'd avoid it. And the disciples were doing something similar. And that's why this story is so crazy. In Jesus' time, there is a whole group of people, the Jews, remember disciples and Jesus were Jews, who would avoid, they didn't want to go to a whole region in Israel. The Jewish people, they hated the Samaritans. Shh. 
They thought they were stupid. They thought that you couldn't associate with them, that they were dirty, that you couldn't hang out with them. That's what the Jews thought of the Samaritans. Christian, can we have that slide up? So if you can see on this slide, so remember at the beginning, Jesus is in Jerusalem. See, down at the bottom on the left, he's in Jerusalem, and they're starting to compare John and Jesus, and he's like, that's silly. We're not doing that. So he says, I've got to leave Judea and go to Galilee. Now, as you can see, this scary, scary place that the Jews hated called Samaria is in the middle there. Can you see that? Um, so you've got to go from Judea to Galilee. And it looks like from the map, right? Looks, look at the map. Looks like from the map that to get to Galilee up the top, you have to walk through Samaria. So when we look at verse 4, now he had to go through Samaria. You're like, yeah, looks like he had to go through Samaria. Nothing really silly about that. Back row, can you quiet for me? Had to go through Samaria. Now, that is true to an extent, right? Because it is in between. But, so look at this road here. Jerusalem on the right. It's a terrible photo. It's the best I could do. Um, Jerusalem down the bottom and Galilee up top. The quickest, the direct way to get to Galilee was to go straight through Samaria. But... The Jews hated the Samaritans so much that no proper good Jew in Jesus' time would have walked straight through Samaria. What they did was they would go, they'd cross the Jordan River, go all the way around Samaria, and then pop back into Galilee at the top. Double the distance to avoid going through Samaria. Now, Jesus knew this. He would have walked this road, this long road. He knew this, and his disciples knew this. This is the way the Jews went. These Jews, they do this to avoid the dirty, the unclean, the horrible Samaritans. They walk double the distance. So, looking at your Bibles, remember back to verse 4 of John 4. It says that Jesus had to go through Samaria. But we know that he didn't have to go through Samaria, did he? He could have gone the long way around, crossed the river around. He could have gone the long way around. He knew that. So why, in John 4, 4... Does it say that Jesus had to go through Samaria? And I think there are a couple of reasons that we're going to be looking at today. Two reasons. The first is that Jesus is saying he had to take his followers, these disciples, he had to take these followers, these 12 young Jewish men, through Samaria. He had to take them through there. The second is that Jesus knew that this woman he meets at the well would be there, and he's saying, I have to meet this woman at the well. He has to go through Samaria. Number one, he has to show these young men, these followers something. There's a point to this journey. So they walk on this road, right? They're walking along, and at this point, the disciples must be a bit anxious and nervous about the walk, right? I can imagine, like, in a group, there's 12 of them, right? They're kind of like shuffling along, looking around. They're nervous about this walk, and they come to a well, a place where you get water to have a rest. They're tired. There's no cars. And there's a woman there, as we read. Um, and for these disciples, this day is just going from bad to worse. First, they have to walk through Samaria, this dirty place, and now there's a woman that Jesus is going to talk to. These young men, they're uncomfortable, they're scared, they're afraid, They've been taught that this town is a no-go zone. We can't go there. And then it gets worse. 
Jesus tells this young group of men, he says, hey guys, go buy some food. Go into town. There's no self-serve checkouts. They have to talk to people. Go into town and go buy some food. How rude of Jesus to do this. How mean of him. How horrible of Jesus to make these disciples go into town through Samaria, a place which they don't like, and go buy some food. That's what they would be thinking. How rude of you. Can't we go somewhere safe, Jesus? We don't mind, Jesus. We could just walk around the long way. We don't want to go through here. But there are times when, when you're following Jesus, there are certain things that if you follow Jesus, that you're going to have to confront. There's certain things in your life and my life that we've been avoiding. Might be certain sins. Maybe you've been watching porn at home. Maybe you've been um, talking really inappropriately to your friends and you're afraid for them to know that you're following Jesus. Maybe you've got stuff at home, you've been ignoring certain people, stuff's not going right with family, you're just ignoring the problem. Well, following Jesus, just like these young men, means confronting these things. Going to places we've been avoiding. If you follow Jesus... What should happen is you're going to get to places where you're like, I don't want to be here, Jesus. I'm not feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling really uncomfortable here, Jesus. Now, hand up if you've been to Hawkesbury Youth Mission. Yeah, heaps of you. Awesome. Katie's got a t-shirt on. That's like old t-shirt, old Hawkesbury Youth Mission. Awesome camp we do. We get together, we stay together, have lots of fun, and we go out into the community and serve the community for a weekend. And there's one thing that we do which is actually really uncomfortable. It's called walk-up evangelism. What we do is we get a group of young people together, we sit them down, we do some training with them, and then what we do, we go out into the community and we talk to strangers. Random people in the street, we talk to them about Jesus. How scary is that? How uncomfortable is that? That's one way that Jesus makes us confront these things that we've been avoiding. It's the first reason. Second reason is that Jesus had to go to Samaria to meet this woman at the well so that she would understand Jesus. He had to go there to meet this woman so that he would understand Jesus and we ourselves and the disciples would understand how awesome, how big, how great Jesus' love is even for this woman. So the disciples, remember, they're kind of huddling together. Maybe they've got like a bag of food. And they're walking back after trying to find this food in this scary town, walking back to Jesus. And looking at verse 27 in your Bibles, you read it before. It says that when they returned from getting food, they were surprised to see Jesus talking to a woman. Shocked to see Jesus talking to not only a woman, a Samaritan woman. Remember, they don't like the Samaritans. These are a people who are seen as an outcast, uh, someone who is unclean to the Jews. But that's not all. This woman is not just a Samaritan woman. We read earlier in the chapter, if you have your Bibles, look at look, verses 16 to 18, it talks about this. 
This Samaritan woman has had a lot of partners. She's sleeping around. We call that in the Bible, she's an adulterer. And Jesus knows the person she's living with now is not even her husband. It's just another boyfriend that she's had. There's this awesome dialogue in verse 16 to 18. Jesus kind of, so they're walking out, right, along the road to the well, and Jesus sees this woman at the well sitting there. And he walks up to her, and um, he's Jesus, right? He's God. He knows everything's happening. He knows everything about her life, absolutely everything. Walks up to her, and he's like, hey, sis, where's your husband? And she's like, I don't have a husband. And Jesus goes, I know you don't have a husband. You've had five. And the one you're living with now is not even your husband. Right? We find this out. A woman, a Samaritan woman, not living the way God wants her to live. Yet Jesus goes up and he talks to her. The disciples would have been shocked, dumbfounded, as they walk back to Jesus. He's talking to this Samaritan, this unclean, this sinful woman. These young Jewish men... Jesus' disciples, people who follow Jesus, just like us, they would be thinking, Jesus loves Samaritans? This woman is gross. She's horrible. She's a reject. You mean Jesus loves Samaritans? You mean Jesus loves this woman? There's another awesome um, story in the Bible in the book of Luke, another gospel learn about Jesus, and he's there, and he's gone to dinner with tax collectors and sinners. And the Pharisees, remember the super religious guys, they come along and they go to Jesus. Jesus, why are you eating with tax collectors and sinners? Doing wrong things, they're not living the way God wants them to. Why are you eating with them, Jesus? And Jesus says something awesome, something really profound. He says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, it's the sick. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, it's the sick. If you're here tonight and you don't follow Jesus, maybe you think Jesus couldn't love you, that you do too many wrong things, that your lifestyle is not the way that Jesus wants your lifestyle to be. Well, think about this story, this Samaritan woman, to reject She's sinful. She's not living the right way. And Jesus, God, walks right up to her and starts talking to her and tells her about God's love for her. If he loves the Samaritan woman at the well in this story in John 4, then he loves all of us here tonight. All of us here tonight. Now, if you do follow Jesus, then... We have to follow him as we see him in verse 4. It's Sorry, in John 4, not verse 4. Are there people you think that Jesus couldn't love? Certain people that are way too far out of God's reach? Well, think of the Samaritan woman. If there was anyone who was way too far out of God's reach, that the disciples thought it was this Samaritan woman. Other people at school, football, basketball, who you think that? Jesus won't love them. No, he won't love them. He won't talk to them. Do you think that? They're dirty. They're rejected. They're not living the right way. Jesus doesn't love them. 
Well, if Jesus loves this Samaritan woman, he loves them too. And so should we as followers of him. So should we. Now, lastly, remember verse 4, he had to go through Samaria. Second thing, he had to meet this Samaritan woman. And what we learn from that is that if you follow Jesus, like this, I was here, a follower of Jesus, our understanding and knowledge and comprehension of God's love should be absolutely shattered when we read this story. These disciples who were following Jesus, they would have just been like, oh my goodness. Jesus is talking to this woman. He loves this woman. As we draw closer to God, as we read more stories about him, our understanding and knowledge of his love will be shattered. He is so much bigger. His love is so much huger than we can ever imagine. So let's follow Jesus like these disciples, right? Let's follow Jesus. We have to confront these things that we've been avoiding. Jesus leads these disciples to a place that was uncomfortable for them. And we've got to follow Jesus by loving people just like this Samaritan woman, the rejects, whose society says that they're reject. Jesus doesn't see them as a reject. Let's follow Jesus like we see him, like we see these disciples following him in John 4. Let me pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, thank you for loving this woman at the well. Thank you that you had to go through Samaria. Lord, uh, I pray that um, you will be drawing our hearts closer to you. And as we do that, that you will lead us to confront things that we've been avoiding, things that you know that we have to, avo- uh, have to confront. And Lord, I pray that our understanding, our knowledge of your love is just shattered as we look in awe of you and in awe of everyone that you love. Let us, as Jesus followers, love people just as he loved people, like this Samaritan woman. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen.